This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Welcome to the Spice Bags Christmas special. We're delighted to have you here uh, with us for this special episode to get you in the festive mood. We are talking about all things Christmas food, Christmas traditions and food memories. And myself, Blanca and May are delighted to have the boys from That's Bangin' podcast which is also on the Headstuff Podcast Network and is the award-winning best Irish food podcast of 2022. Chris Mellon and Marcus O'Leary, welcome to the studio guys. Thank you so much. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Honestly, this is a dream come true. Thank you. A Christmas miracle. A Christmas miracle. (laughs) We have been talking about having doing an episode with you guys for so long and it's just really nice to do it I suppose at Christmas because we all love food and we all have different backgrounds and I think it's really interesting just to look at because Christmas is a weird time anyway in terms of food as well because people even they stick with specific foods they get very traditional very uh, narrow minded and a little bit about food (laughs) they don't (laughs) want to stray don't dare stray so I think that it's really funny to look at that and look back to our own I think childhood and what we were made eat or things like that so um, looking forward to delving into it with you Um. Let's start by looking back, I suppose. Marcus, do you want to start us off and tell us a little bit about yourself and your family growing up and what Christmas was like? I kind of had a three-pronged Christmas. So obviously half Mm. French, so I spent a lot of Christmases in France. That was always a huge family affair with my granny kind of as as the matriarch head chef of the thing. Then I did a good few Christmases in my dad's family home, which is in Finglas, like just a little house where 10 kids grew up. I've talked about this, where it was very traditional, turkey, ham, that kind of stuff. And then, you know, I did kind of a non-traditional Christmas at home with my parents a couple of times. And now very much what's that, what that's evolved to is my mum's in France, my dad's in Ireland, and now I tend to cook Christmas dinner here. Yeah. So the Christmas dinner in France was always very different. You know, it's like, it's not your turkey and ham. It was like, you know, like boudinoir blood sausage and applesauce and like mm. goose and stuff like that. And like always like consomme and stuff like that. Like mm. I was helping my granny make consomme <laughs> when I was like seven, eight years old. Yeah. But I remember like deveining lobes of foie gras at the same age, like wow. that kind of like. So like and then, you know, it's, it's, so it was always kind of a di- different experience. There was a real sense of like big occasion to it. Was it a multi-course meal oh, it was in a, France? It was a multi-course meal and traditionally you'd have it on the 24th as opposed to the 25th. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like you'd eat until you were like fit to burst and then they were like, all right, guys, time for mass. <laughs> um, it, like literally, so it'd just be like literally, it just you'd be there, there, like in the village, and you know, like because it's a little village in the French countryside with a church in it, and you'd just have, you know, one really impassioned priest just talking to like two hundred sleeping people. Um, so yeah, yeah, that that's sounds a, pretty nice though. So yeah, I mean, you know, I'm atheist, but I like cooking. I think you can take it <laughs> on. I think you, you can. Um, Chris, what, what was uh, Christmas like for you? For me, like, it's actually really super traditional and what yeah. you kind of people call tradition now in Ireland. You know, it's the turkey and ham. Quite a small family background. We're from Drumcondra. So, you know, quite a just north inner city kind of background. Um, turkey, ham, all the kind of trimmings. You know, nothing kind of out of the ordinary, I suppose. But then I suppose it's evolved now over the years where I do, I cook now. This is actually my first year that I'm going to be cooking without my mum and dad as well there. Okay. So I'm actually going to my uh, my partner's uh, house this year and I'm going to be cooking there. So I suppose responsibility now for like, you know, a different family to take on the cooking with as well, which is cool. But I think this year now I'm going to be like putting a lot of preparation into actually the Christmas Eve and having it all done in the morning. Yeah. So I'm actually like ready to just drive because I won't be cooking in the house that I'm actually serving food in. Yeah. So I'm going to be cooking at home and then driving out 
there somewhere. So just a bit more preparation, I suppose, now. But yeah, I, I don't have any so- uh, stories about blood sausages and, you know, unfortunately. <laughs> you know. Did, you, um, but, uh, did you, when you were growing up, I know in Ireland it's quite common to fight over the type of stuffing or something. Would you have different types of stuffing? Anything particular about the meal that you absolutely adored that your parents did a specific way or your family did or yeah I think I think to be honest it's like uh, well, for me as a kid and I kind of think back it's more to kind of lead up to Christmas with like you know all the other traditions around food and you know just like super simple simple stuff that's kind of like we nearly call party food now and you just you know you see them in, in all your local supermarkets now where you can just buy your pigs and blankets and stuff like that but that's kind of like you know that's really Christmassy to me when you see those sort of things on the shelves or you, you know you're doing them yourself at home even like you know the volivant is a Christmas thing these days <laughs> you know it's either a wedding or Christmas so you think of a chicken volivant a mushroom but that kind of stuff is kind of really what like kind of resonates for me around Christmas and I suppose on the day of it like was there any arguments about stuffing I don't know what, the one thing for me I always think about is like everyone always arriving with all the different desserts oh, and yeah. then there's kind of a bit of snobbery around if you won't have a bit of trifle you know if my auntie brings the trifle and you know you'll only have a bit of roulade or whatever else is going on like that then you know you might be getting a dirty look across the table going why didn't you try the trifle I know. so mm-hmm. that's kind of like you know I suppose that that would be the kind of Irish dessert yeah, wars <laughs> Irish dessert Christmas. wars yeah 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 okay so that actually just so i want to ask best christmas dinner worst christmas dinner well like i, I suppose now i suppose like, i you know i'll say my best christmas dinner is you know my where i well, obviously my first christmas dinner was always with my grandmother who's passed now so you know i have to say she was the best christmas dinner ever and she was and like my grandmother taught me how to cook as well so i've kind of like you know even now like you know i still have her massive massive pot that's like you know Hundred years old that I'll be that I'll be boiling my ham in, you know. So like that kind of thing. I, I suppose worst Christmas dinner. I, w- I won't say because you know, in case people are listening and they get offended very quickly. <laughs> yeah. But there is a. They can be anonymous. But anonymous. I think I think I think with cr- like, you know worst Christmas dinners can like I think because people are so into Christmas dinner and the, you know it's such a big occasion. If something isn't quite right, you know it does feel like a massive letdown. So there is a lot of I suppose there is a lot of pressure on someone. You know I think you know the episode of the royal family when Denise cooks the tur- uh, oh, cur- yeah. turkey like you know now. I haven't had a, a Christmas dinner like that, but you know what I'm saying. It's yeah. like you know there is a lot of pressure on people around Christmas dinner. So when things aren't maybe, especially now when people have that snobbery around tradition, you know if something's a little bit not what not the way they'd do it, then they all might be kind of really right. annoyed about it, you know. Yeah. But I like you know I love all sorts of food and I wouldn't have any of that kind of snobbery. But um, yeah, no, I think this one's going to be another good Christmas dinner this year yeah. again. And May and Blanca, I actually wanted to throw that first question to you guys. Uh, Blanca, first, what was Christmas like for you growing up? Well, I have to say one of the most interesting things Christmas-wise for me was when I was a little girl, and this is in Spain, post-Franco dictatorship, we had really shitty presents, but, you know, really glamorous food. And it was like turkey terrine and consomme and just like fancy seafood. But then when I moved to Latin America, all of a sudden the tables were turned and it was like really fancy presents and really basic food. So I thought in my mind, my mom, um, and I've discussed this with May before, my mom's obsessed with turkey terrine with truffles. And this is uh, a dish that everyone in my family makes and it's a big you know, badge of honor and it's so glamorous and it's expensive and complicated. <clears throat> but my mom made it so complicated one year that she bought a turkey and then she killed it with the help of our, one of our maids. We lived in Latin America, so we had you know people working for us. We didn't in Spain. And uh, it was horrific, so I don't know. 
that was to me that's like I love turkey terrine but yeah. I'm like I mean, hold the, on the like, terrine was horrific or like the punching the a turkey to death no. I made the hearing, turkey, the turkey screaming the hearing the turkeys being killed I was traumatized well that's the thing about the, the camping you, you don't hear turkeys. it for that long yeah <laughs> it was horrible but anyway like look she wanted to have she didn't want tamales you know tamales the turk like mm. the corn uh, dough wrapped in banana leaves yeah. she's like yeah. this year I want to have turkey terrine and we're like and the next year we said no mom we want tamales <laughs> <laughs> and I know um, and not to bring down I know you, your mom passed this year um, is it important to you to kind of bring that tradition on and do her turkey terrine like will you try and do it this I'm going to do it this year yeah and my dad's oh. actually he's coming today from Spain so he's bringing uh, strips of jamón serrano to run through the terrine yeah. And I have the truffles mm. stashed. Um, they're, they're not fancy, super fancy. But yeah, I'm going to make it. Um, no, I'm not going to go down the microwave routes with such. Some of my cousins have gone down that route. Or kill a turkey. I have standards. <laughs> I'm doing it in a bain-marie in the oven. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. But that's the dish that defines my upbringing. Love it. May, what about for you growing up? What was Christmas like? Well, I wanted to remind you, Dee Laffin, that you spent Christmas with me. I did. You did. And, um, you know, again. Not growing up. Just Not growing up, but you know, and it was the, it was it was the last Christmas I ever spent with my stepfather, who passed away on Christmas Day last year. Yeah, right. So you know, um, and um, so our dish was always cassoulet. Um, and how come is that? Sorry. Huh? And l- tell Marcus and yeah. Chris why cassoulet. Why cassoulet? Okay, so cassoulet is duck confit or goose confit, mm-hmm. and then you have the beans that are cooked with lamb neck, and then you have sausages, and it's all layered, and it takes it. Long time. Takes, can take days. Take days. It really does take days. And then, um, and then if you use the Julia Child method, then you put the breadcrumbs and garlic and parsley, and then you're stirring that in. Um, my family went to Carcassonne when I was, I think, five years old, and we became obsessed with <laughs> this dish. So that became the Christmas dish that we would always bring to whoever was hosting Christmas, yeah. right? And on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or. Christmas Day. Christmas Day, yeah. Christmas Eve, we always have this, um, we try to do Chinese. Uh, don't remember. Um, it's it's usually, um, we call it lu rou, right? Mm-hmm. So it's this braised Chinese pork um, that my aunt Shaw is brilliant at. And she will use like, two bottles of burgundy, shallots, obviously, star anise, garlic, ginger, a bit of honey. And then what she does is, and then we steep eggs and dried tofu Ooh. and bamboo shoots into it. Sounds and delicious. It's mm. so good. Sounds and then, amazing, yeah. And then when everything is done, she will freeze that marinade and use it the next Sorry, time. Did you say bottles of burgundy? Two bottles of burgundy. Two bottles of burgundy. And what were the spices? Shallots. Oh, shallots. Okay, so that's the new thing, right? So yeah. you usually would go, okay, soy sauce, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Star anise. Garlic, ginger, sh- uh, scallions, you know, that new thing. But, yeah, but her thing is the two bottles of very good burgundy yeah. and shallots. I love that. Yeah. It's mm. kind of like a mulled wine mashup. You just say it's mulled wine with just <laughs> oh, some extra egg. Right. <laughs> like, you know, you've got star anise, you've got star anise, you've got yeah. ginger, you've got everything. That's a, that that's a mess. sounds amazing. Oh, it's really good. It's <laughs> yeah. very good. <laughs> mulled wine with pork. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys, I mean, Marcus, I know you go to France sometimes, but have you ever gone away for Christmas? I have, yeah. yeah. Brought my dad to Amsterdam for Christmas once. <laughs> nice. Like last minute, it was just, you know, there was some kind of complicated family stuff going on and I just wanted to take his mind off it. And you know, also, I was just like, I was burnt out. I'd been gigging all month. 
So I just jumped on, like, literally onto Skyscanner. I was like, what's the cheapest flight I can get? Got, you, you ever use, like, lastminute.com? Got a mystery hotel, which ended up being, like, a five-star hotel with a two-mission-star restaurant on the no roof. Wow. Which we ended up getting a booking wow. in on, like, the 23rd, somehow. Um, what was but, served? So, well, the, that was an amazing meal. But for, we went to a, a traditional Dutch restaurant on Christmas Day called De Eastbreaker. The East Breaker. The East Breaker. I don't know. I maybe need to speak a little bit more Dutch. Like, yeah, yeah. the East Breaker. Like, it's just kind of, but, like, basically, it's like um, a traditional Dutch place. They specialize in roast chicken. And they do kind of, they have this um, kind of contraption where the chicken stands upright, kind of like a beer can chicken. Mm. And all the all the fat runs down into the pot- into potatoes around it. Oh. So, for Christmas dinner, we just had, like, a, like 24 oysters and a roast chicken. That sounds and loads good. of wine. Oh, <laughs> God, that sounds and like, didn't have to do any washing up. Didn't have to do any. Like, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Honestly, it was great. That yeah. sounds really nice. I've never been away, but my friend is actually going to New York this week, and he so he's going to be in New York for Christmas. He's going up to the Hamptons, but he was saying that all the pubs are open in New York on Christmas Day. Yeah. So okay. like, you know, that's just weird because like, you know, obviously we have the you know our tradition obviously being Christian country is that you know the pubs been closed for years on Christmas Day yeah. and Good Friday but like I just kind of find that weird like you know if you're going to be just like out socialising Christmas Day I don't know well, that's went, a strange one I went to New York for Christmas in 2019 mm. I kind of don't love kind of Christmas like in general or our family don't yeah. all get together so I'd gone to my brother a couple of times in Berlin and then on 2019 I was just like I'm just going to book a flight to New York you know like home alone experience yeah. like the <laughs> kind of big Christmas trees and then I went to Mays on for dinner <laughs> but like on suddenly I was like my, I also my friends very uh, kindly offered me their like downtown penthouse apartment that overlooked like Wonderful. Grand Zero and all that whole <laughs> area oh, and they're okay. absolutely amazing and I just had to look after their gorgeous puppy in return oh my How god bad. it sounds horrible it's, can yeah. I do that <laughs> horrible so I was I was like single at the time and I remember on Christmas Eve I was all like happy out walking mm. around eating drinking happy out on Christmas Eve I was a bit like oh, I'd love an old pint down the pub with a bit of a sing song or something yeah. you know so I jumped on Tinder and I organised a date and I met him in an Irish pub and we went down to this Irish pub um, uh, it was uptown and um, I'd been in it once before and, we met, and there was loads of other Irish people at the bar your mum was a bit weirdo but like it was grand he was fine he was he, did, he was grand for like you know pint of Christmas he was Eve. grand for the for the pints but uh, no he was a nice guy and we had a really lovely evening it was really nice but like it was more that there was loads of other people who had just gathered around this kind of horseshoe shaped bar and like literally the sing song did break out and you know very kind of in, in a very Irish way and it was just so nice lovely. you know Indeed. Like the before I, I br- swiftly put your man in a taxi home like <laughs> the, 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 the other direction the, like the massive bang of like blockbuster Christmas movie off that story like small town Irish girl flees family at Christmas she goes to the big city of New York she's staying in her friend's apartment with a puppy having a great time frolicking around she meets the possible love of her life goes to an Irish bar makes eye contact with somebody from her original village from across the bar he's a carpenter and he shows her the meaning of Christmas they kiss on a bridge the Pogues play in the background (laughs) coming to your cinema soon a fairy tale in New York (laughs) honestly like seriously like that is that is that's the holiday like I did meet someone I did meet someone who knew someone who I knew so obviously in an Irish pub you're going to meet somebody you know yeah Yeah. Yeah. but uh, and then yeah on Christmas day I went up to New Haven up to 
May's family, which was just so wow. lovely and wonderful to be part of that and have that nice family Where we were experience. all screeching to the sound of music. And it was <laughs> beautiful. It was so nice. She was going, oh my God, what is happening? Not at all. It was so nice. Was the, the other one I find interesting is uh, people, the people that go to the hotels every year at Christmas. <gasps> I'd love that. I, 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 so I, I, this year was the first year I actually kind of looked into it just to see, hmm, maybe... And uh, by the time we actually looked into it, they were all booked out. It was like you couldn't get one. So it was I just kind of. do like Ashford Castle yeah, for Christmas or something yeah. like really like. Some of them look, know, some of them look really good, but like they're also really pricey, but I you kind of get it. But like even the packages they do, when you kind of break it down, you actually are getting a lot for like, you know, because they're usually always two or three night deals. So you're there for like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Stevens' Day. So you you do get two proper buffet feeds and all that kind of jazz. Now, obviously, there's different ones, but uh, I actually kind of, I think I will definitely do it some year because it does look like, I think it'd just be kind of really it's nice. kind of magical. Or so if you go somewhere like I mean I know I'm naming like really expensive places <laughs> but like a Dare Manor or yeah, so, yeah. like that obviously castles are so majestic yeah. and stuff around Christmas but you can also get like as you said just really gorgeous hotels I just kind of like the idea of an hotel ibis beds budget. are so yeah <laughs> ibis and ibis Christmas <laughs> ibis Christmas would be amazing included ah. in your price is a packet of Pringles that has a smoke but <laughs> on the top <laughs> <laughs> and the optional mini bar. Optional mini bar. <laughs> I did do in Dublin. Um, I had some Hilton points from my living in America, where oh, you yeah. get tons of points. And I took uh, my daughters and my husband to the Conrad, and we went to see a musical in the National Concert Hall. And we stayed there, and they loved it. It was like they always say, "Can we do it again?" But one of them said, "Can we do it again at the Shelburne?" I was like, "No." The Conrad's <laughs> not good enough for you. Yeah, like. <laughs> at the Shelburne she went to the Shelburne once through the door and she's been obsessed with the Shelburne but I want to do it my husband doesn't want it he's too traditional Irish he wants me to well I was going to ask you about that so you moved to Ireland with your husband or you'd met you you were already married when you moved Yeah, yeah we've been we've been together 25 years but we moved seven years ago and what was the first Irish Christmas like for you the first one was in 98 oh yeah what was that like uh, like sorry, con- I hope my in-laws are not listening. It was <laughs> very cold in their house. I would say 14 degrees. Um, and there was a lot of mulled wine. I mean, that's not bad. So I, I got... One, one counteracts the other, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Uh, you need... That's why you have to drink mulled wine in my in-laws. Um, I drink... I don't drink mulled wine. I just have normal because we have <laughs> a rated house. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, can I ask a question? So my in-laws always make spiced beef, but then I talk to other people and they don't have spiced beef. Why is that? Spiced beef is like the alternative to turkey and ham in Ireland, but mostly for mostly for people from the south. So spiced beef is a I thought it was pork, a cork thing. Tom Durkin, yeah, Tom Durkin spiced beef is the best. But why would you make it when you can get Tom Durkin? But they they make make the three. They make ham, spiced beef, and turkey. It is an Irish thing, but it's, yeah, it originates from, it's it was associated it was with being from Cork because yeah. that's where the spices It was the spices would come in and also it was, it was a method of preserving, preserving beef around Christmas. Yeah, Exactly. But it's a, I've always seen spiced beefs as like a Stephen's Day sandwich. Yeah. It's a sandwich on the 26th, like... Yeah, yeah. Well, the other one I've seen now is I was in FXB yesterday in the uh, butchers, and they were saying that they've already like they, the order they have like two hundred uh, beef Wellingtons ordered for Christmas this year. Beef Wellingtons seems to be creeping yeah. in. That seems to be the one there. Now, in yeah. fairness, yeah. like I had, I actually had the FXB the beef Wellington today. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like, like, beef like a beef Wellington's deli- like empirically a beef Wellington, it, it cannot be bad. Like it's really, delicious. Yeah, you really really they're using the right stuff. Like <laughs> you, you have to be doing something incredibly wrong to take like. A beautiful aged fillet of beef, a mushroom duck cell with garlic thyme, a little bit of brandy, a herb crepe, mm. some ham. 
Some other bits? Some, Maybe yeah. some, some foie gras. Some foie gras. Okay, all right. You're speaking Ooh. my language, Casalega. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Casalega. I think it's, um, when I was growing up, we always had a very traditional Christmas, but some years my dad would get, like, we'd have goose a few times. We yeah. had a co- definitely a couple of times, and definitely a couple of times we had beef, I think, just for a change, but it was it was kind of a spiced beef. Yeah. But um, I do think that uh, there are alternatives creeping in, even though most people still stick to turkey and ham like I personally don't like to have turkey and ham I just I don't know like the last year we had venison and this year we're having picanha like I just think Christmas should be like Christmas should be about not getting dressed if you don't want to yeah like stay in your Christmas pajamas watching movies eating chocolate for breakfast if you want to um, and the biggest fight you should have is whether it's roses or, or Quality Street. You know what I mean? <laughs> like no, I'm joking. But I, what I mean is, you should you should have a meal of like whatever you want, like the best food you want to eat that day. Like just have it. You Tell know, that to my husband. I was just also going to say people are listening to this going sacrilege. No, yeah. but it's not even that. It's just the fact that I mean, for me, right? So. I'm American, so Thanksgiving is where we do the traditional. We do mm. the, you know, turkey. But Christmas is competitive. It is in just a, everyone is competitive, right? Like among it's your family, like among my family, family, right? And so, you know, whether we're, you know, someone's <coughs> roasting a goose and someone's doing a lamb tenderloin or some, you know, they and it's just it's so crab cakes. Like there's so much work. Mm. Or cassoulet, right? <laughs> like, you know, and there's seafood lasagna, and it's you know, and everyone ends up cleaning and cooking the entire time, and it's exhausting. And so, I actually just uh, I'm, I'm having a few friends over to uh, to our, to my dad's house for Christmas. I always take in strays, mm-hmm. yeah, so anyone well. anyone who doesn't have, I just put it put finally finalize the menu. For it and I was like, oh, why am I doing this to myself? Okay, <laughs> tell us the menu. Yeah. So yes, please. Our fr- starters is a so I'm getting a side of rope hung Kerry smoked salmon. That's gonna be delicious. So mm-hmm. doing like a, a lemon and horseradish cream. Then doing seared scallops with a chive, uh, chive and caviar beurre blanc. Uh, crab claws with smoked herb butter and then Kelly's oysters with three different yeah. dressings. Nice. Then doing like gonna kind of co- got a four four bone in rib of beef. Personally, I think anybody who voluntarily like eats turkey is a Weirdo, like <laughs> I just like I just I just think that like it's the less flavorsome meat. Oh no no no, we need like, to we I we will swap turkey recipes no, because uh, like, uh, my turkey recipe is excellent. I think the, the best way if the best way to cook a turkey is break it down, sous vide some of it, make yakitori, sous-vide, but also cook it on a barbecue. But like some of but it. mayonnaise and a lot of yeah, I've seen people doing that a lot more recently. Yeah, exactly. But like you know, like most people who cook a turkey. They're just like, I'm going to put this in a 300 Celsius degree oven for nine days and hope for the best. And just eat the breast meat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, it's, it's, it's so like, why, why would you do that when you could have a big a big rib of beef? Okay, tell I'll, us more about okay, this more, menu. More, yeah. more. Okay, so yeah, doing a rib of beef, doing a kind of like a, a big spice rub on that. Kind of inspired by Tom Durkin, but not super inspired yeah. by it. Goose fat roast spuds, sprouts with guanciale. Uh, miso Gone maple chai. glazed carrots and parsnip. Oh, nice. Beef tallow Yorkshire puddings. A salad, token salad, gotta have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the fiber. You need and the then, fiber. And just, yeah, and then a Christmas pudding, but like. What's, hold on, what are so the desserts? So Christmas pudding as in. Christmas are you pudding. making a steam pudding? No, I'm not making a steam pudding. No, I'm not. I'm not, but like. said that's, you know, you should have done that. You need to have made it. Yeah, yeah oh, you or need or to. A year ago, maybe. You need to have made Yeah, it's always a. I just got a haircut. My I'm barber coming. was telling me that, you know, like when your your aunts find out that you like something, they keep it. When he was a baby, his granny used to make puddings and age them for a year in a cot. Oh, when he yeah. was like two years old, he was put in that cot 
and apparently made his way into the puddings in like March. No way. And oh, ate like two of them. I love that story. But, <laughs> but like obviously these puddings are like fruits steeping in whiskey for ages now. So they came back to like this bloated drunk baby and his entire family still just give him pudding every year now and they're like oh you still loved it from when he was a baby. It's like I hate it. I have PTSD. Like be drunk baby <laughs> little drunk baby and loaded guys, drunk baby so you guys are both cooking Christmas dinner you're both mad into food can I ask you do you have any go to like people or cookbooks or sources for food when you're looking to do a menu yourself like is there anyone you watch on television or follow on Instagram or whatever that inspires you or like is the Darina Allen Christmas cookbook like your go to or like do you have anything like that that you would use as a reference I think for me like you know I hate to say it but like the internet is just like there now so like you're just constantly finding yeah, yeah. new things like you know and, like it's just constantly just watching a video of someone going that looks deadly I'll do that and then yeah. like just change up so like there's nothing I've kept you know regular over the years like even like you know I've done the same maybe ham for like two or three years and now this year I'm like going oh that looks really good I might try that yeah. you know and even though like you know I'm like thinking maybe I shouldn't because I, you know don't don't fix what's not broken, you know? Yeah. But, like, there is some, like, there is certain things even I picked up. Like, there's one thing I'm doing this year that I'd, ne- I'd never done before, and it's, like, it's from Jamie Oliver. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, it's, like, there's these leeks that I've been doing. Like, I've been cooking them for the last, like, maybe two months. Like, I mean, I'm just cooking them, like, maybe... I say I've cooked them six times, and they're just, like, they're um, Jamie Oliver a la leek or something like that, you know? But it's just <laughs> three cheese leeks, like, they're, but they're unbelievable. Like, the you know? <laughs> now, come here, maybe it's not called that, but it's something along those lines. Jamie leeks sounds Jamie, like... Jamie yeah. leek. But, yeah, no, it's just, like, tr- I'm just using three water upper Irish cheeses and just cooking down the leeks in the pan for like oh, you know yeah. hour like for over like maybe an hour and a half and then like uh, cook them down for like an hour and a half just in butter and like you know a uh, little bit of cream and stuff like that and then when they're really cooked down then at the end I'm just like lashings on like I'm using like uh, it's like some Wicklow brie um, some like well, not that well, not Irish parmesan but a uh, bit of parmesan and just some really really mature cheddar and then just raise that all on top a little bit more mm. cream and then into the into the oven then in um in like a big dish for like maybe like twenty five minutes and then when they come out it's just like yeah. they're just ridiculous like have I mean, you had the bambino leek and cheese pizza. Uh, slice it's from that the, the, the greens one is it yeah yeah yeah, so yeah. I just had it for the first time bambino there yeah. last week and or the week before and they have a blue cheese and leek. So yeah, I have had with it. Yeah, honey. Oh yeah. My God, so Shout out good. to Bambino, like uh, down on what's it called Stephen Street. Yeah, yeah absolutely oh fab. God. They're like, so good, but that just reminded me of that. The yeah, it works Rico- so well together. Yeah, it's yeah. ricotta and greens, is it? The, or is it? I think it's a blue cheese maybe they changed it up but I think there's a blue cheese and leek one there when I was there yeah well like like, like you said like what they're doing down there is absolutely fab like uh, the guys are deadly like they're just and like you know what like New York slices I know we've had these Fontaines for years but like I think what what they're like I think you know it was kind of needed as well like you know and now they're doing some really really good pizzas not to use the most kind of cliched word food but like it's elevated. <laughs> <laughs> and Marcus, what about you? Any cooks, cookbooks, or other inspiration um, for your food for Christmas or otherwise? I, I'm a big like look at the pictures guy. Yeah. So like I, I listen. I've never been a recipe cook. I kind of like I look at something and I kind of get rough inspiration from it. Yeah. And um, and just go off then. But if I do need something, generally if I'm making sauces or anything, I'm just going to Larousse gastronomique. Like yeah. literally, classic. My granny's copy. Is your token salad a Jamie Oliver token salad? No. <laughs> I'm actually no. I'm doing it. It's not. It's not token. that. To, it's not that token of salad. I'm doing a salad with kind of greenish herbs, chopped egg, Lovely. and a few other kind of things. So nice. Yeah. Do you guys, Blanca and May, I think we've chatted about this before, but do you have any go-to Christmas? I have to say because I could be Marcus and Chris's mother. <laughs> I, if I got married really young. Um, no, I love Delia Smith's Christmas book. I have to say it is 
possibly and when I worked in Books for Cooks it was really the book that everybody it was the yeah. gold standard because she just has it's a classic book it never went out of fashion and I love her mulled wine like sorbet and her goose recipe and it's just a mulled wine sorbet sounds gorgeous yeah mm, she's very awesome. good I, that's my go to Christmas book but um, recently my hands are tied because my husband really doesn't get the Spanish in, in Spain we change our menu around and it's all about appetizers mm. And it's all about fresh seafood, oysters. So he loves his traditional, um, you know, I don't know, turkey, Irish, spiced yeah. beef. So my dad and his parents are coming over. So I've decided we're going to make it totally Irish. Ooh. So traditional. Uh, but I will have my little Spanish um, the night before, like the nice. terrine yeah. and seafood oysters. He'll open all the oysters from Cavistons. Yeah. That's his job. And then I'll make maybe the mulled wine sorbet. Like but yeah, I love, I love, I, I do like the traditional like mm. uh, Irish meal. It's just I find <coughs> it a little bit like heavy, like yeah. Christmas cake and then pudding. And you're like, you oh, my graze. God. I, I love Cavistons. Cavistons are amazing. Like everything. <laughs> oh, oh, God. The shop has never <laughs> yeah. called me poor in so many different languages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. But can, we, can we all talk about just the most important Christmas yes. meal, which is the sandwich the next day? I know. <laughs> like or just, that night. If you or that, listen, if you're doing it that night, my God, you are hardcore. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> or that's why you have leftovers, because you didn't eat it that much during the day. Yeah. But like the Christmas yeah. sandwich the next day is like a religious experience. And I will mm. say that's the But one I think thing also it's like if you do turkey and ham, right? You know, uh, yeah. you know, if you go off book, which my it's family does, one. right? Yeah. You know, mm. like whether you're doing seafood lasagna or you may yeah. like be roasting a duck and blah, blah, blah. So you, you don't actually. So like for me, Christmas here in Ireland yeah. is very similar to American Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. Right. And then. Yeah. But what I was going to say on that as well is that if you're having an alternative Christmas dinner, which yeah. I like to have, yeah, yeah. I make sure I get in like a roast chicken or something and have and have like I even though. So, for example, we're doing picanha this year, but we're having half Brazilian sides, half Irish sides. So nice. I will. And then I'll have a roast chicken in the in the fridge. So yeah. I, I'll have the makings for my Christmas sandwich because I have to have the Christmas. But sandwich. then I'd like to hear I'd like to hear about I'd like to hear about like the Brazilian Christmas Christmas sandwich then mm, from what you're going to make yeah. the other, yes. using the other bits and pieces that you're going to yeah. have there with the Wicania and then what other sides are we actually talking about then? So for um, my husband loves um, with Wicania the Brazilians would have rice mm -hmm. so kind of rice with that you fry dry fry with onions and garlic and then put in your water and absorb it then you have vinaigrette which is made with peppers tomato uh, red onion, spring onion, and just some water and vinegar. Nice. And then you have farofa, which is a kind of grated cassava root. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which you would do. You can do that loads of different ways. Um, you can also buy it in ready-made packs here because you can't get cassava root everywhere here. So he would just fry that with some bacon and, again, onions and garlic. Um, am I forgetting anything? Sometimes they have potato salad. They're big into potato salad as well. I think that's everything. But like and we're going to do rice, vinaigrette, farofa and the picanha for Marcio. And then for me, it's going to be like roasties, mashed <laughs> stuffing. <laughs> and we're doing um, Andy Noonan's. Uh, he put up a recipe recently for uh, barbecued Brussels sprouts with a smoked mm. garlic aioli. Oh, so I'm yes. going to make that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to oh, make the smoked really garlic aioli the I'm day before. That's interesting. I'm actually, re I, haven't, I haven't decided on my sprout recipe yet this year. So I'm, I'm in the market for one. I'm oh, looking yeah. around. <laughs> <at them all. laughs> you should look it up. It's on the uh, Big Girl Social. That's where I saw oh, I'll have, it. I'll have yeah. a look at that. Oh. Uh, yeah. It looks really nice. Mm. But yeah, so I think I just want, I mean, we don't have to do both sides, but I just thought, why not? It'd be a bit of fun. But yeah, so I guess the sandwich afterwards could be a mix of yeah. all those. I suppose when you talk about it then like that, we, you know, everything we were saying, it was kind of all based around like, you know, 
the bird or like you know the main there but I think you know half it is about what else is on the table yeah. you know I the way like you know oh, sides are, sides sides are, are so important like Side. you know like, like you know everyone like it's, it's amazing like I, I literally just like when you think about it you put you know your couple of slices of it's turkey and ham on the plate but then it's like you know you're just scooping 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 yeah. and I, lo- I love that that's my favourite part of Christmas I think like Christmas dinner actually like you know it's kind of like as long as like you know you have your you know for me it's all about the ham I just really love ham and I just yeah, really love, love like super glaze like it's super glaze super sticky super little bit of sweetness that's me like like I said turkey can be a bit little bit boring mine won't be obviously but um, <laughs> turkey can be a little bit boring but it's the sides it's the like you know it's having three different types of potatoes on the plate do you want <laughs> do you want, a, do you want a, a hot tip you know uh, the Dublin cocktail lab a hot whiskey syrup oh yeah I got it yesterday as a gift yeah. as a ham glaze mix it with a bit of mustard Ooh. brown sugar oh yeah. listen let me Ooh. tell you I let me tell you something tell, yeah. Yeah, oh, I was only looking at it today in the cafe going because yeah. we've loads of it left over. I'm like, oh. what are we gonna do with it? That's yeah. perfect. I no. got it yesterday and I was like, I, this looks really cool. Yeah, because it's like that. pimento, cardamom, like there's loads yeah. of deadly stuff yeah. in it. Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Really just really yeah, cook good. it down with a little bit of brown sugar and a good bit of either whole grain or just good Dijon mustard, and then Ooh. just get painting. Yeah, might do that. Might do that tonight. We're really. I'm getting a lot of ideas here. Yeah, really good. Actually, before we go any further, I just wanted to take a little break to talk about Headstuff Podcast Network because we are all members of that and very proud to be. And uh, we just wanted to remind everyone that it's such a great thing to support the network, not only ourselves but like all the other podcasts on it. And if you go to the web the website headstuffpodcast.com. Um, you can join and become a member for five euros a month and you get access to like loads of bonus material with all the different podcasts if there's like merchandise bonus material access to that as well and the podcasts vary from like obviously we're both food podcasts but there are other ones that are like gossip you know social justice film politics um, so lots to dive into there and there's so many amazing ones I definitely recommend doing it and plus you're supporting this um Irish podcasts and enabling us to be part of this community of creative voices and uh, promoting all the topics that we're all so passionate about. So again, the we- website there is headstuffpodcast.com. So before we finish up, will we talk about, I was thinking when you guys were talking about, we're talking about two things came to mind, drinks yeah, over Christmas, like how important drinking, not drinking, <laughs> but uh, drinks, Very because important. even as you mentioned there, like, you know, is it kind of, do you guys, um, like pair with your dinner or how does drinks come into it but also as well um, I wanted to talk about the next day yeah. so as well so let's talk about drinks first and then go on to the next day well, I, I think whoever yeah. wants to go first Chris do you want to yeah well for me you know for much as as much as I love a drink uh, it's actually <laughs> kind of a strange one for me because I seem like I'm always driving on Christmas day so yeah. like I'm never settled in because I'm not I'm never cooking in my own house I'm always somewhere else so it's all like the drinking for me like it's always just maybe one glass of wine so I'm or maybe Mark is better equipped to answer this one don't get me wrong I but are you a fan I've, of mulled wine for example I, I'm, a very, I'm a massive fan of mulled wine a massive fan of hot whiskey yeah. but um, yeah like I, I suppose like over Christmas then it's kind of it's drink drinks over Christmas for me is more like it's socialising it's seeing people you haven't seen in so long and it's like it's not so much what you're drinking it's like who you're drinking with you know yeah. they need to be like a mad cliche but yeah. like I suppose on Christmas day then like you know I usually always get home at 6 or 7 o'clock and then it's like having a drink with Ashley like my partner and just like you know just really like having that kind of traditional 
family time who you love like you know just spend time with people you love but like I suppose pairing with food and stuff like that you know don't be wrong I pair drinks with food all the way the rest of the year but it's actually not as important as me on Christmas day but it might be as important for you Marcus oh I don't (laughs) I don't even have a driver's license so let me tell you Um, but do, yeah. would you start with like something like some bubbles then go on oh, to listen, white I, and red in terms of wine or I love bu- I love bubbly stuff love yeah, bubbly, bubbly love 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 bubbly stuff even going back to when I was a little kid in France I was always giving a little glass of champagne on the sly yeah. um, not even on the sly it was just there <laughs> French people are a lot more lax with booze than, uh, than Irish people I'll start the day with a mimosa always you know I'll just get some good orange juice or, get, uh, or some some like peach nectar and just to, like knock that back maybe knock another one back yeah then I'll kind of start cooking and I'll be ambling around the kitchen I'll be doing my stuff I'll generally be having maybe a glass of white wine maybe a Bloody Mary if I'm feeling it depending if I've been out on Christmas Eve white wine generally um, old world whites with all the fish and the seafood yeah. then la- just always get a usually bur- burgundy yeah stick around nice nice few bottles of Pinot Noir lovely and then um, in terms of mulled wine I've like it's something I've kind of deep dived in I make a, a a 50-50 mix of mulled red wine and Buckfast. Oh. That's interesting. I'm not totally sold on that. Do you know what? Let me I'm, come to your house I'm for interested. Christmas. I'm interested. Yes. Like, I'm seriously. Interested. Tell me more. It's just like, it adds a level of warmth. Buckfast is super sweet, so you don't have to counterbalance it with sugar. You, you know, you kind of, you, you can add in a lot of citrus. You can add yeah. in a lot of spice. I know Jess is. Murphy makes her ham with Buckfast. Yeah, exactly. That's actually, yeah. that's kind of where I got the idea, to be honest. Jess yeah. is a champion of Buckfast. Yeah. So it's, it's, just, like it's just never got a hold of me before. I just don't, <laughs> just don't get, I, I kind of don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of the only situation that I drink it in. Other yeah. than when I do a gig in Galway and I'm like, it just inevitably ends up in my rider. Yeah. Or, I, the, or the north of Scotland. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like to, um, at Christmas, try out cocktails and stuff like that as well. I feel yeah. like it's one of those times of year that I kind of dive into the, the drinks cabinet, shall we call it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's collecting stuff over the year and just try out some cocktails. Probably just because you're at, you have time or you have guests and it's nice to try. And then adding little spices and things to them, I think. Do is you know what's a hot tip for this Christmas? Hot tip. Freezer door martini. Freezer door. Freezer door. Freezer door. A freezer door martini. So basically, if you like a gin martini or a vodka martini, you figure out your dilution ratio, and you basically get a bottle of gin. Ideally, when that was a bit drunk out of it, you add some vermouth. You add some water and you just keep it in your freezer and you're ready to go martini at any time. I'm Ooh. a martini drinker. Yeah, you don't. Right. Ha- so, oh. Actually, but actually, you know, you can actually buy them. You can buy the cans. cans. I, I, have yeah. a, I have a can. I have the cans in the house now at the moment. I haven't tried I them you were yet. I have a can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can you're actually. But you, but basically, you can just keep a bottle and it won't freeze because of the alcohol content in your freezer and it'll be like below zero ready to go at any time Ooh. and then what you do is you go down to Aldi or Little, you get the cheapest jar of like Polish pickles you can get and that makes the best dirty martini Ooh. you will ever have like that is May's gonna try it yeah. <laughs> she looks interested <laughs> I, I mean yeah no this this definitely yeah this is, this is checking <laughs> a lot interest, of my yeah. boxes I've, I've redeemed myself for the book fast mold wine <laughs> <laughs> And the last thing I wanted to ask you guys is uh, about the next day. So do you guys use up all your leftovers with one of these 
magical casseroles or things no, that I people do in Ireland. I think when people say they do a turkey curry, they're lying. <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, I use my turkey in a curry. No, you don't. That's a yeah, lie. It's like, why did you cook, yeah. why did you cook like a 14 kilo turkey <laughs> for three people, you weirdo? I think next day, like, um, and like we were talking about kind of bringing stuff today and I just like, I brought like, so for me, like it's always cheese boards. Like, you know, it just that's kind of a big thing for me around Christmas as well. we talked about Christmas for 30 minutes we yeah. have to mention cheese. Cheese oh, is yeah. a massive a thing. Yeah. Cheese is a massive thing and I suppose when you look in the supermarkets now and like, you know, uh, what you'll often seem to get is like, you know, a blue, a semi-soft and a soft, like, you know, but kind of for me, I like, you know, but some of them, you know, it's some of them, it's nearly always like, you know, your, your cashel and then like, you know, just a brie and then so, like a cheddar. Well, for me, like I brought some of the, my favorite ones today. So like, you know, just three really good Irish cheeses that I kind of, it's kind of goes along those lines as well. Yeah. So like for my blue, I have the, the Young Book from oh, New Town yeah. Arts. Um, so like, you know, not really kind of like a blow you away blue either, just like, just, a, it's, just it's full it's of, sweet and just complex, full of flavor. Like, you know, just really, really good. Um. Then oh, I can't even remember what's over there now. Um. Yeah. No. So then I have uh, for my I, I actually went for the goat cheese. So Saint Tola, right? Love it. You have to shut like like only when I first came across Saint Tola, I was actually obsessed with it because I was never a big goat cheese fan. And now you just put that on anything, anything. and it just yeah. like enhances just the like legends mm. as well. The cool people. Yeah, cre- yeah. Incredible. And then for like my semi soft, then I have like just two different ones that I really love. So either Gabin, uh was obviously the Fergusons down in um, school, or else just around the corner from them in West Cork as well. Durris, who I just yeah. Durris, one of my Durris could be my favorite cheese. I actually yeah. just love yeah. it. It's really good. It's really really good. Um, yeah. So if you're getting your cheese board this year. They're, they're, they're Chris Mellon's recommendations. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> have, you ever baked, with have you ever baked the Duras? <laughs> no, I've never baked Duras. Now, obviously, I've it's baked camembert and stuff over yeah, the years. But it's pretty delicious. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Actually, when you just look at the wheel, yeah, of course it's going to be delicious. <laughs> There's a gorgeous brie as well, just to mention, um, Ballylisk. Ballylisk, yeah, Ballylisk yeah. Ballylisk yeah. do the triple rolls, which is absolutely beautiful, and they do a smoke version of it, but they brought out a brie. And it's absolutely gorgeous. They're from Armagh. It's worth checking out. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> I love I love now as well you're seeing all the truffle brie is floating around at the moment. Oh, yeah. the it's, just, it's just ridiculous. Like, oh, yeah. It's so dirty. Mm. <laughs> cheese hamper is a fantastic gift. Cheese yeah. hamper is fantastic. I love actually now at this time of year. I know obviously don't buy them, but you just kinda like because like I already have half the stuff in my house, but just like all the the ha- like the, the parlour gifts of like all the different stuff that you can buy people in a hamper, like there's loads of whopper shops doing them. But you just it's all there's so much good Irish like stuff you can buy in jars, you know. Yeah. So like yeah, those the so like I have a lot of that stuff now ready to go for just after Christmas. Crackers, really good bread, oh, you know, yes. and then maybe like you know some little bit of some some there's some nice meats flowing around as well in the fridge, you know. Yeah. So That's where your spiced beef comes into itself. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Love it, guys. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting to us. Um, it's been so nice to have you on the podcast, but also just to hear all about your Christmas. And um, we wish you a very happy Christmas. Likewise, it was an absolute pleasure. And come here, when's the book? Bu- well, like, what's going on? It's winter. It's we're talking about we're talking about yes. books there and soup. I just I, I just actually don't know. I'm really interested. When can we? When is uh, the spice bag soup book coming to us? It's on, I think it's the 26th of January. Um, mm. So that's with Blaster Books. Yeah. And we're very excited to be the first one next year. Fabulous. <coughs> Excuse me, got a cold. Um, so yeah, we basically have gone out and collected 24, well sorry, three of them are ours, so then 20, 21 recipes from people that we've met through our journey in spice bags or friends of ours. Amazing. So it's all international soups. Um, nice. So oh, wow. and it's just really, re- and the, the, the story behind the soup with that person, like, you know, why they chose it or why we chose them or our relationship with them. But everyone loves soup. So it's not just a recipe. It's like, you know, there's a bit of, there's a bit of something about it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Storytelling, mm-hmm. I Fab. suppose, is kind of giving voice to them is what we, you know, I suppose, try and do in the podcast mm. as well. But I just think, yeah, we all, because we did an episode on soup for the podcast yeah. and we realized we all have very different opinions <laughs> about it and upbringing about it, traditions with it. 
and that every country has a soup or has, you know, finds comfort in it. I know Marcus, you and I were talking about comfort food recently. Yep. And it's just like, you know, soup is such a comforting thing for so many different reasons and everybody loves it. So, yeah, I think people are going to love this, guys, aren't they? they yeah. It looks gorgeous as well. I'm yeah, really excited for it. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm in a WhatsApp group called Soup Share, which is like no 40 really? people. Really? Yeah, which is like 40 people and lo- there's like loads of other journalists and stuff like that. <laughs> wow. So if Soup Share, if you're listening, do you know what this yeah. is? This January twenty sixth. January twenty sixth. <laughs> yes. It's a book coming specifically for you. You can actually pre-order now on Blasta Books. And who doesn't want a book full of soups in the you know January when it's absolutely freezing in Ireland? Do you know what I mean? There you go. And there genuinely are such gorgeous soups in there. Yeah. I look forward yeah. to. I look forward I've never to. Never met a soup I didn't like. And quite beautifully illustrated. So beautiful, yeah. Nikki Hooper. Nikki Hooper, yeah. abundantly <laughs> talented. Nikki, Amazing. have yourself a good Christmas. <laughs> have yourself after a lovely bowl of soup, Nikki. After illustrating all these beautiful books for Blasta during the year, yeah, next year. So yeah, I mean, really looking forward to it. Thanks for asking us about that. But um, we have, yeah, very exciting. And our first episode actually in the new year will be about that. We'll be about the cookbook. We'll have Kristen Jensen, the publisher, on oh, with us. Fab. And Shout we're going to be talking about that. Yeah. yeah. And then also all the other books, the other three that are coming next year, which is Connor Spacey's doing Wasted. I'm probably getting these in the wrong order. Sorry if I am. Mm. Tapas. Uh, and then Bahay. Sorry, Tapas from uh, the Vanessa and Anna. Anna, sorry, in Las Tapas de Lola. Lola. And then Bahay, Richie and Alex are yeah, doing the Yeah, fab, very yeah, exciting. Really exciting. Such, such a cool gang of uh, amazing books for next yeah, year. Yeah, they're fab. such great books. They're really Great stocking fillers for Christmas 2023, guys. Just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, listen, thank you again. Merry Christmas. And um, for everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And you can find us at spicebags.ie and at on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SpiceBagsPod. Please give us a follow. Thanks so much. Woo. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.